Alrighty. Alrighty. Welcome to the first edition of the Flood Tide Barely Live podcast radio thingy. I'm uh, Paul Puckett, and uh, we got Will Abbott. Hello, hello. We got Mike Benson. I'm here, present. Basically just a good, solid crew um, to talk to you guys for about an hour of nothing. Yeah. That's kind of the plan. We have no plan, Paul. I think it's just best not to have a plan. That's my life's goal right there. That's the way I live my life. Yeah, one day at a time. No Did clue you? what the hell I'm doing. Do you have a plan, Will, for this today? Sort of? Oh, to be here. <coughs> okay, good. So good start. Go ahead and fill yeah. that one. Done. Checking the box. That's always a good start. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we're going to see how this goes uh, and just kind of free ride it, if you will. Free ball it. Um, Mike? Yeah, well, I mean, it, I think a few, four, few notes we need to make off right off the bat. First off, uh, we don't know what we're doing. Um, we've got three microphones on a kitchen table, two laptops, and what appears to be a 1980s uh, guitar amp uh, with a yeah, lot of buttons it's on real it. professional. Yeah. It's Actually, just, uh, why don't you tweet a picture of this while we're kind yeah, of doing this? Quite, quite the setup. Out. Oh, yeah. Make some secondly, more okay, I'll get right on <laughs> secondly, I think it's also important to note that uh, we are only doing this for ourselves. We really don't care if you find it funny at all. We're going to make ourselves laugh. There's a good us. chance they probably will not find it funny. No, no, that's that's a given. But whatever. Basically, this is an act in vanity. We're really happy. We like to hear ourselves talk. And now we want to make you have to hear us talk for at least an hour. It does sound good. It does. It, to me. You hear that? You hear that? I'm coming to the raves. I'm coming to the waves. Sorry, Will's working. We had Will's to put working. him to work to yeah. tweet something. Tweet a picture. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm participating. I don't know anything about tweeting. Well, so. it's, it's, it's kind of like twatting. but Yeah, that's really. a whole different thing. So, uh, Will Abbott, you want to tell the people about you? Uh, well, I guess I'm a part of Flood Tide <laughs> Company. Uh, didn't really expect to talk about myself. A well, um, little bio. I mean, little bio that always works. Um, well, part of the Flood Tide Company. See you every day. I'm here in the office. I pretty much run the business side of the business, mm. and I uh, deal with the artist on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. That'd be Paul Puckett. That's a big job. Huge job. Huge job. Yeah, Will, no, Will where are you job. from? People out there, I'm getting messages right now. They want to know where you're from. <laughs> did, did I send you a message? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way anybody's sending messages right now about anything. I'm getting messages. Oh, yeah. Right here. Originally from Vidalia, Georgia. Uh, now come the way f- uh, Beaufort, South Carolina via Atlanta, Georgia. I heard you really like tight lines. I love tight lines. Tight lines gotta, gotta have tight <laughs> lines. Lines aren't a good limp. Gotta love, I love going in on backing on a brook trout too. Ooh, oh God, let that let that yeah. rookie take the backing. Let him go. Forget to the it. Line. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike Benson, what's yeah. your story, dude? Where Where are you from? Oh no, uh, I'm I'm well. I've been in Charleston ten years by way of Western North Carolina. My family's been in Western North Carolina since there was dirt in Western North Carolina. So, mm. um, so at least thirty years. At least thirty years. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> And I am not a part of Flood Tide Company other than being uh, a mascot of sorts. Uh, show up and drink beer and break stuff. Um, that's about all I do. do you, have you ever hurt anyone while you're telling a story? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm, I'm a little dangerous. I, I don't intend to be, but uh, I talk with my hands. In fact, there's a lot of wires and stuff around this table, and I'm really, like, I'm, I'm sitting in this little low chair, and I think you intentionally gave me the low chair because my hands are below the table level. I'm less likely to sling something across the room while telling some story but no uh yeah i'm just here like i said have a good time 
Uh, talk he likes to have a, he likes to have a good time. Have a good time. Let talk me tell you why. Well, Will is really about these soundboards, by the way. <laughs> He's coming, coming in, coming in hot with the sound. We got dueling Paul soundboards. All over me. To you gonna let me have some floor? Floor? What floor? There's. <laughs> there's no floor. I want some soundbite action. Soundbite. Yeah. Hey, I I don't even have a computer. I'm gonna, I'm re- I'm like, gonna replay mine. I'm like the bastard child of this whole operation. Yummy. I got a microphone. Some hand-me-down and earphones that I scraped earwax out of before I even put them in my ears, and mm. I'm yeah, I'm just sitting here. So you're basically telling people we don't have the professional headgear that? Oh, I th- yeah, no shit, man. I literally I had a pocket knife carving Will's twenty-year-old earwax out of these things, uh. but they do have a sweet volume adjustment on the wire. I didn't know that was a thing, well. so I can turn Paul down when he's talking, but that works out. Paul, Paul, well, uh, we didn't gave our bios. I think everybody knows the infamous Paul Puckett, but I'm not. But how about you tell us something we don't know well, about you, like your favorite underwear color or something? I'm well, not. I love monster trucks and walks on the beach. Who don't? Um, At the same time, really, monster trucks on the beach is pretty sweet. Well, I like them separately. Oh, I've never really combined them, but I've never thought you about. Should it. let me tell you why I suck. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm from Dallas, Texas, by way of Wyoming and Atlanta, Georgia. And now I'm here, stuck here in the swamp of or the marsh swamp of Charleston. I don't know if you call it a swamp. I don't know it's not a swamp. I just when you go out, it's kind of swampy sometimes here. It's hot. We're not talking about your personal hygiene, Paul. We're talking about fishing. In okay, it's the whole point of the show. The fire down under, swampy. <laughs> um, but yeah, been here about three years, okay. and uh, well, we all moved down to Buford about a year before, two years before me, and we uh, combined. Or forces for good and not evil. Sometimes evil, but mainly for good. And uh, mm. we rock. We're trying this flood tide thing. We're having a good time with I'd it. I'd say you're doing a little more than trying. I think it's. I think it's doing pretty well. I mean, we are in a state of the art office building right here behind the Jiffy Lube and next to the Crab McGraw Studios mm-hmm. over there. I mean, and we got a tub and everything prime. in the back. Yeah, you do. You got a shower, man. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's never been used. So. <laughs> so uh, also, uh, on the docket today, what, what we got first, Paul? We got to... Uh, well, after we take a little break here in a little bit, we're going to get a little fishing report out on the out on the water from old Captain Mike Burner. Yeah. And then uh, and later we got 30s, 30s gear review guy. Um, <laughs> he's going to he's gonna come in and give us a little yeah. special edition. And not to brag, but I, I feel like we really didn't rope in like the best gear review guy that we could have got. I mean, there's... Well, there's I mean, a lot of what we could afford. Yeah, well, yeah. There was that. I mean, we have our limitations. We're not God, but well, do they have like good and bad gear review guys? Oh, dude. Yeah, you read this crap. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of gear reviews out there, but ninety percent of them are they're just shit. I mean, like, I don't care. Like nobody cares. Do, do you know the difference between a three point six to one ratio and a three point seven to one ratio? I would guess it's the point one. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, the point one. But that, that's just stupid. I hate I hate reading reviews like, oh, the stitching on this this new fly fishing vest is beautiful. Uh, triple stitch, not double. Like how many times? How, how many stitch. how many trout flies do you have that you're gonna worry about an extra line of stitching to keep your fucking trout flies from busting out? There's nothing gonna happen. It's not no. gonna. Ha- There's no reason for it to be triple stitched. Michael, you just you just never know. What if you want to give it to your great grandkid one day? Nobody does that. We live in a we live in a buy it and throw it away culture, Paul. It's gonna end up in some African kid packing bullets in it as a child soldier in in Congo in like two years. That's what's gonna happen. To your shit. You're gonna throw it away. Some little child soldier's gonna have it, and you know, 
it's just it's just terrible. Just don't. I don't know. I I, I, I kind of got off tangent there. We've I already, we've already begun the rant. No, that's not a good rant. I'm not really that mad about gear reviews. I just think most of them suck. I don't even read them. I really don't read them. I don't care. I don't. Know. You know how you know how I review gear. I go to the store. I look at it. I poke it a couple times. I say, "Hey, I want that," <laughs> and I buy it. <laughs> That's it. That's my gear review process. Nope. If it sucks, I throw it away or I donate it to well, some. Well, Michael, we're still having a gear review later. We yeah. Got 30s. Well, I, that's what I was getting at. Was our guy's better? He's we got thirties gear review guy. If you got to review gear, you should do it with our guy. That's all and then, yeah, and then we might we get, we might if we can catch him. Uh, the infamous fish blaster. We might be able to oh. connect with him later. That guy's a trip, man. He's taken off. I think it's at fish blaster or low yeah. country fish blaster. At on low country fish blaster at in, you know, on Instagram. Yeah, and he's he's getting popular, man. He's uh, he's ta- he's taking he's taking the low country by storm, really. He is. Um, he's elusive. He's hard to find, but we tracked him down. I love how everyone thinks it's us that does it. Yeah, like uh, we have nothing to. Do. I, I'll say that and put my hand to heart. I had nothing to do with it. We, um, but we did manage to find the man who has something to do for with the it. sake of this. Sh- program yeah that was the only reason we tracked him down because personally he scares me a little bit and i didn't really want to talk to him but we started this radio show we got to have interesting guests so and then later we got david grossman he's kind of the special guest of yeah. the day he's, he's probably the main event really from southern culture there. on the fly yeah yeah the magazine yeah i guess you have to say that They're kind of like <laughs> yeah, oh that that david oh grossman. that david grossman yeah yeah that guy <laughs> we have terry benedict <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got forty ounce, forty ounce Phil who likes to swing by and drink beers on our back porch over here. But uh, yeah, it's forty ounce Steve. For, oh, it's Steve. Yeah, See, yeah. even I got it wrong. And when, I, when we know. when we first moved into the office, I uh, actually walked in on him, or actually out on him, because <laughs> I was walking out of the office <laughs> with his pants to his knees, shitting against the <laughs> <my> wall. <laughs> With my wife there, he is, and then I closed the door back quickly and apologized. Oh yeah, just apologize. I'm sorry, man. I didn't know you. I didn't know he was taken. My bad. I shouldn't have. Shouldn't have opened my back door while you were taking a dump on my porch. So, uh, all right. So oh we gotta take a. Oh, we taking a break here in a minute. Well, I think or? we're gonna take a little break. Get uh get our sponsors on here. Right. Get you guys used to the fact that we got some sponsors helping us carry this thing. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, we're back in a little bit with the fishing report. And. Some gym talk. Gym t- Oh, God, don't start on fucking gym. All right. Entertainment system. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Hi. My name is Teddy Ruston. I want you to meet my friend. (laughs) Teddy Ruxpin's friends are found only in the world of Teddy Ruxpin's storybook cassettes. I said in the storybook cassettes. Bargain Furniture Warehouse. 
8177 East 44th Street. No one can meet the savings. No one can beat the selection. True Bargain Furniture Warehouse, one block east of Memorial on 44th, open Saturday and Sunday only. Open today from 8 until 6, one block east of Memorial on 44th. Fabulous name brand home furnishings, a million dollar selection, sale prices on every item. You can save 20, 30, up to 60% today. We hear you got a real great burger. We got great big hero burgers. No, just can't be beaten. They're fresh and made to order. Just begging to be eaten. Kino's makes them fresh for you. Kentucky Fried Chicken, too. So come on, everybody, won't you try? Kino's gives you freedom of choice. Kino's gives you freedom of choice. Kino's gives you freedom of choice. Coming back at you. <laughs> I just I wish we had like a live streaming video of what was just going on with all these these commercials. Which, by the way, thank you to all our fine <laughs> sponsors from 1985 uh, coming through on the on the money to, to supply this. But you, we've got like dueling computers and like hold on, hold on, you ready? You ready? Click, click, click. And, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, it was it was entertaining to me because I didn't have to do shit. I just sat back and watched it happen. But it well, was, Teddy Ruxpin, um, it's just good to. See him yeah. and hear from him. I'm I'm actually talking into Teddy Ruxpin right now. Did you ever now. have a Teddy Ruxpin? No, I, I did. One. I did. You did? Oh, the best thing oh, was yeah. putting my sister's like Peter Frampton tape in those things. <laughs> oh, Could yeah. you wow, put wow. any kind of tape in there? I forgot I had a tape yeah. thing in the back. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, That's wow. Not playing, man. That's technology. Oh man! And yeah, it would talk. Yeah, his oh, mouth yeah, would it, move it, it, while mouth would he was move. singing. That's right. Yeah. You could put like Ozzy Osbourne in there, and he'd that's when I was already starting to hook up with girls. Uh, was probably like in 86, 87. You're hooking up. You're not 86, hooking up 87. Eighty six, eighty seven. I was eighty six, eighty seven. I was two. I wasn't worried about the teddy <laughs> I was bears. seven. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be touched by girls. Oh uh, yeah, I, didn't, I was getting touched by girls. You don't need to now. I was shit my pants. They were wiping my ass. That was what's going on there. Um. Well, yeah. should we get the old fish report on the water fish report? Yeah, we got to dial Michael him. Well, wa- yeah, dial we'll him up. To dial some, him up. Uh, somebody, let me, let me get to work on that. You boys, yeah. stay tuned. Hold on. Yeah, we're. No, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> the soundboards. The yeah, old Bruner. I think he's got a trip today, so I think he's in the middle of picking the dude up. So this would be. Oh, this would be perfect. This yeah, is, I, I like this. Sorry, I got to talk about fishing. Hey, 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 Clint, shut up. We'll make him sound real important. Yeah, we gotta make him sound real. I mean, I don't know why we're calling. It's not like he catches fish or anything, anyway. But oh, oh, it actually rings in my ears. I like it. Can he hear us through the microphones right now, or do we have to like talk to a? Yeah, he can hear us. We just have to talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, just like a regular phone. <laughs> I don't obviously understand how phones work. Uh, I wonder if he's actually catching anything. Hello, Michael Bruner. Hey, thought we lost you there for a second. (laughs) Yeah, you picking up your guy? You picking up your guy or uh, you're live on the radio, by the way? Kind of. You're almost live. Barely live. Barely live. Oh, you're waiting on him. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. 
police show up any day. I mean, any minute. Okay. <laughs> Dude, if he shows up during the phone call, please describe what he's walking up with, like a boat bag and like four rods. And his and, vest. And a vest. <laughs> Waiters. Wait, I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His vest and all. Yeah, just show it like, hey, do I need to bring all this tippet with me? <laughs> Leave it in the truck. 4X four X, four X or 6X? 4X four or 6X. How, how, how sensitive are they to leaders? So, for all you folks out there, uh, Michael's a guide here in the Charleston Greater proper. Um, he runs a flat skiff. And, uh, flat skiff. What's the name of your website, Mike? Uh, Finsandflies.com. Mm. Finsandflies.com, for those that didn't hear that through the telephone. Is it www? <laughs> yeah, there's three W's. <laughs> Uh, so what what are we looking like today? What are the what are those? Uh, what's the water out there looking like today? What are, what's the strategy? It's looking awful wet today. Uh, mm-hmm. The water does. Nice out, it's pretty nice out. Well, cool. Where are y'all? Yeah, all right, I think. Pinfish bites have been crazy. Ooh. Oh. oh crazy. I love, you know, I love pinfish, especially when they poke you. That's the greatest oh, thing yeah. ever. Oh yeah. yeah. So is this is this a tackle day or is this a fly fly fishing day? Um, it is supposed to be starting out as fly day. Oh, is that how it usually works? <laughs> yeah, until you see them cast, and then. <laughs> there are spinning rods in the truck. I have to go back and get them. I had to do that the other day. Mm. Can you can you but. teach the fine people on the radio how to double haul? Oh, I got a good dance. We'll have to YouTube it. Oh, so it's more of a it's more of a performance art. I bet if Roddy it's Craig a performance it, it's art type of thing. Yeah, you got to be able to move. Well, what are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, man. I got my Speedo on deck. Ooh, nice. Sun's out. Sun's out, guns out. Sky's out, thighs Fish. out. <laughs> Fish naked. <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, good. What are you boys doing? Just uh, getting your little radio show going there? Yeah, you're the first ever phone call on it. Uh-oh. First ever. Uh, it's going downhill already. <laughs> well, to be fair, it was pretty low. Yeah, it, was just, yeah, it started pretty far down. Yeah, the, the bar is very low. <laughs> there, I don't know if there's a bar. <laughs> um, That's good. That's good. Listen, I'm sorry. We we got off. There's on the old Jeff Heath coming in. Somebody's got to work. Show today. So today we've already kind of. Well, you're the first kind of main thing. We did some intros. We're gonna do some gym talk later. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna do some 30s reporter gear review, and. Gonna call old Grossman and uh, let Michael Michael Benson do a little rant later. Naturally. Oh, nice. I'm good at that. I get mad easily. Got some characters lined up for today, huh? (laughs) So just for the sake of like fishing and talking about it a little bit, uh, are you left-handed or right-handed retrieve? (laughs) (laughs) Am I left-handed or right-handed? He's, I don't he's know. Amphibious. I bet he's amphibious. Are you amphibious? You I can can't hear that? you very well. Oh, you know what? I need to be on the computer. Sorry about that, buddy. Yeah. Uh, how has the fishing been lately, though, in all seriousness? Uh, it's been good, man. It's been real good. I have to change my underwear every day. It's so good. Woo. So mainly mainly low tide? <laughs> um, yeah, falling tide, incoming tide. Okay. Whichever. Okay. Um... Yeah, didn't get in the grass today. Gonna, you said you're hitting the grass today? This morning. I said I wasn't. Oh. What is that boat draft, like five and a half inches? Huh? That's yeah, my douchebag yeah, question, no. sorry. 
God, I love some good boat <laughs> hole talk. Shit. Boat talk. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll let you know uh, at the end of the day. Well, if you had you one tip, report. if you had one tip for the folks out there, what would it be? If I had one tip? Mm-hmm. Um, 20%. Okay. Okay. Always tip 20%. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You're a man that's, of the people, that's Mike. That's the best tip. Yeah. yeah. You're a man of the people. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I love people, man. I love people. All right, buddy. We'll go get them. All right, man. Well, good luck today. Thanks right. for the phone call. Thank you, sir. Don't hesitate to stay in touch. Maybe Bye. we can do this, like, weekly. Maybe we can do that weekly. Maybe I should bring the old banjar in there Ooh. one day. Maybe next time we'll get an actual fishing report. That'd be weird. That'd be just too much. That would be. That'd be too easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. All right. We'll talk well, to you soon. Have fun. All right, buddy. Later. Michael Bruner. I love the fact that we. That was like the most guide guide fishing report ever. So how's fishing going? <laughs> Water's wet. Fish are there. It's been all right. Yeah, it's bounce around the topic. Hey, Jeff, where are you? Uh, the kid just showed up. Eating that Chick-fil-A. He loves it. He does. The college kid. Well, at least he's, intern. Doing, he's doing some work, which I mean. Crack open the fresh Baileys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to, uh, at one point, get some get some fraternity rant talk with him. Oh, God. No, the latest, the latest sessions. Uh. There's nothing. There's nothing good coming out of that. He's staying in the other room. He's scared of the whole, all the wires and microphones. It's intimidating. It's definitely intimidating. Very intimidating. I can see we're really on course. Yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> um, so we got something going on these days, and I like to keep up my body in certain ways, and just you know keep my body looking good, and oh, just sexy it's beast. Tough to keep it up, but uh. Well, Michael Benson's been hitting the gym lately. Oh God, no! The gym's been hitting Michael Benson. That's what's been happening. I hurt. I hurt all over. I thought. I thought I wanted to be in shape, but there's a price to be paid for that. And I'm not sure if I've got if I've got deep enough pockets because I hurt really, really bad. Uh, well, are you the are you the are you the guy that lifts the weights and kind of looks at the girl out of your corner of your eye and just like make sure she doesn't think you're looking at her awkward and and like do you do you go to the treadmill next to someone? No, no. There's I, a lot of weird stuff that happens in a gym. I don't really. Yeah, well, I mean, for for the folks that don't know me that well, I, I'm a nurse and I work third shift, so so my gym time is typically like really early in the morning, like six a.m. or seven a.m. Because I can't sleep. I'm you know when I'm not working, and then when I am working, I'm in there like seven thirty a.m. and I stop on my way home. So there's really like ten people in the gym. But to answer your question a little more accurately, I'm more the creepy, sweaty guy on the bike and. You know, trying not to be obvious as I watch the girls in the yoga pants walk by, you know, like, so I think in my brain, I look really cool, like on my bike, like, you know, I'm all Lance Armstrong in it over there and, you know, sliding a little glance at that booty. You son of a bitch. I'm really not. I'm really just, I look like a really fat guy that's sweating profusely for 6 a.m. and probably making some just odd looks, uh, you know, but no, those guys are there. I I know there's one dude. Oh, Chick-fil-A fries. There's one dude at the gym. I swear to God, I've I've been there like three times this week, and he's done nothing but walk around in circles the whole time. Like I, I've I, I've never seen him touch a piece of weight. He's got headphones and he walks around, and he's still in better shape than me. 
which is which is the saddest part. Like the guy's ripped, and I've not seen him touch anything. Meanwhile, I'm in the corner just dying, <laughs> oh, paying for every beer I had yesterday, and you know, bad it's bad. It's depressing to be honest with you. I'm gonna eat this fry. Are you a, are you a tank top guy or a no shirt guy? Oh God, for the sake of everybody in my gym, I I, I wear like two shirts, you know, like long sleeves. No, like no, like the Fat Under Armour thing with the. Oh hell no, no no, not Under Armour like. Walmart, Walmart waffle pattern long johns. Champions. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. No, I, I keep a shirt on, a loose-fitting shirt to absorb the sweat. Solid cotton. Son, your <laughs> ego is writing checks your body can't cash. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk some more about the gym. Oh. No, I, yeah, I really did. I, like, right now, I'm not joking when I say I hurt. I look like a pregnant lady getting in and out of this chair every time I get up. Like, I have to, like lean back on the chair get some support and then like shove like hip thrust forward you know like the old man like the 67 year old man thanksgiving you got to get your weight moving forward like in a cyclical motion you can't rely on your quads because cyclical this is cyclical i think so whatever either way either way i have to thrust i just want that mental image in everybody's head out there i'm thrusting that's a guitar jeff jeff those things are sensitive Jeff, jeez. Jesus Christ, kids. Um, yeah, it's just it sucks. And when I go to sit down, I just make sure I'm aiming pretty good and that the chair is under me and then I just fall because there's no slow in it. Like, I don't have any – there's just – I can't. I, my legs are gone. <laughs> They're gone. I, been, I worked 12 hours last night, and I stood up the whole time because I was afraid to sit down and stand back up every time. Like, I'm going to help make this a fat man's world. Yeah. Now we're talking. We're there. <laughs> We're there. Yes. Uh, I'm hoping I can get over the hump here and, and, and lose a little weight. I could. I could. God, you look good, though. I don't look, look good. I don't look. Oh, Paul, if, if the whole world thought like you, I wouldn't have to go to the gym, but they don't. They don't. There's a good population in Charleston that does. Uh, that's true. I've got the website. But, you know, as a health professional, I should probably look healthy at some point in my life. <laughs> you are a health professional. <laughs> Like, I don't want people coming to the hospital like, well, hell, I felt real bad when they checked me in, but I look better than that guy, and he's got a nurse's outfit on. You're like a moving before poster. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm literally like a moving before poster. Like, yeah, you could look better than this. Well, what are you, are you a, are you a bench presser? Are no, you I, a, when I was young, I, I really did. I like to sling the weights, man, and that's why, I think that's why I hurt so, that's why I hurt so bad. No, when I was like 20, you know, 20 years old, I used to go to the gym all the time. I worked a fly shop up in the mountains, and, and there was my gym was like right next there, and I was 20 and, you know, thought I was a big swinging dick. And, of course, what you want to do is pack on as much muscle as you could. So I used to go to the gym like five days a week. And it, I also lived in western North Carolina, which meant uh, if I wasn't fishing, there was nothing to do, you know. So I imagine the gym in western North Carolina is a lot <laughs> like Rocky Train. It's, yeah. a bunch of, it's a bunch of logs. <laughs> like yeah. an old barn. Actually, it's the opposite. It was it was attached to a hospital, and it was mainly like 90-year-old people on like rehab equipment. But they did have one corner with a bunch of weights in it, like free weights that nobody touched because 90-year-olds would just get hurt looking at it. Yeah, you know, they're they're aquarobics. Yeah, some old guy walks by on his way to the aquarobics, and he sees the weights, and he pulls something, you know, just looking at them. <laughs> so, but, so I had the whole thing to myself, but I, I used to sling a lot of weight. And so when I went back to Don't the gym sure. this time, I was like, I, I think I want to get on some weights. So I did. I got on the bench press. And I put on what used to be my warm-up set, you know, back when I was in my prime, as people like to say. And I got, like, I used to, like, say, all right, 135 pounds. That used to what I used to warm up at. And I'd do, like, three sets of 10. I'd warm up. And then I'd go up to whatever weight I was going to push that day. I put the 135 on there. And for reference, I weigh 260. So 135 is not even, like, a, a percentage of my body weight at this point. Like, I should be able to move 135 pounds. And I put it on there. I got through about five, you know, reps. 
and I just put it back down. I was like, that's enough. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> good start. That was a good run. Good run. Good. And then I'm still like, I still have to like bend my arm slowly because it hurts. Like, I, it's just, oh, I'm old. Billy. <laughs> um, I'm old. Well, should good we uh, take a little commercial break? I mean, that was a good waste of time. I mean, we should, yeah. yeah. Give me a second. We'll get all that set up and uh, we'll see y'all guys soon. All right. displaying our mastery of the art of radio right now. I don't I don't know if anything is happening like we're supposed to be happening right now. Yeah, we are we're jamming. Um, the rest of the world listens to us not so much, but you know. Well future birds. I do love future they're coming to Charleston. They're coming to December I think a week from Saturday wait. Week from Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A week from Saturday. Something like that. Uh, um, he ain't ready yet. The Future Birds out of Athens, Georgia. Yeah, a lot of good bands out of Tune of the Day. Oh yeah, dude. Tune of the Week. We don't do days. We don't do days, Paul. We do weeks. Once again, I'd like to remind you, fine folks, that this is our first attempt at radio. Please be kind. Rewind. Do people still rewind things? In fact, you should probably fast forward. I think this is the part where you fast forward a few minutes. All right, we'll be back. Message from our sponsor. <laughs> All right, we got a we got a, a selfie stick uh, being shoved in our face right now. It's an Abu Garcia selfie stick. Oh, well, some of the best. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, Abu Garcia makes the best selfie sticks. I mean, Abby's Abu Garcia in the eighties. They oh, were rocking was, selfie oh, sticks like uh, dude, yeah. no one ever has. My well, dad met Abu Garcia. Well, to be fair, nowadays with you cameras did. with cameras being so small, you can put a selfie stick on anything. You know, but back in the day with the old cameras, man, you need to have something solid. That's well, why Abu came in. That's before the graphite. And that's before graphite. Yeah, with fiberglass. What about fiberglass? fiberglass. Yeah, and you had to have the reinforcing rod to shove in there when you really put like a big camera on the outside. Yeah, that's pre-telescopic too. Oh no, you didn't break those down. You had to strap it on the roof. Yeah. And if you want to go take pictures, you just strap that thing on the roof. So, Will, you met Abu? Oh, it's a joke. 
<laughs> he met, he met he's never met Garcia. Garcia's a more elusive. He's yeah, hard. Yeah. It's a hard one to find. Well, I figure if I yeah. said Abu, they would know that's a joke. Yeah, I thought you'd go along with it. Thought did. we'd take it somewhere. <laughs> no, anyway. hell of a guy. <laughs> hell of a guy. Did you call him just Mr. Garcia, or is it kind of a Senor Garcia? Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to start a little segment, something that works me over. What works you over, Paul? And it could work y'all over too, but I'm getting sick and oh, tired of the list of things that work me over. Al Roker works me over. Oh God, Al Roker. All right. Well, what about Al Roker? What well, I mean? first of all, I think that everyone he works with hates him. I think he's still there just because he's like the oldest guy there at that NBC morning show, and he's doing all these bits, the yeah. seven days, 50 states. Oh, I agree. I c- yeah. cannot stand him. Yeah. yeah, He did lose a lot of weight, though. Yeah, but he, he thinks he's funny, and he's not. And yeah. I think I think that he works all his coworkers over, too. Well, but to be fair, we're, we're not funny, and here we are. But Yeah, but he yeah. thinks he's funny. Oh, okay, that's true. We, at least we don't think we're funny. What if Jeff was the guy that's been here for 30 years? And yeah. he thought he was so funny, and none of us could stand him. But you can't. He, he must own NBC or something. Uh, it's just a no. What it is is like anything else. Okay, so like radio is ran by thirteen-year-old girls because we have to listen to the shit that a thirteen-year-old girl wants to listen to, even though we pay taxes and we're not thirteen. Al Roker is is there because you know who watches TV in the morning? Like eighty-year-old women. All right? Yeah, I bet, love I, Al I, bet, I bet eighty-year-old women love Al, some Al God, Roker. They love like, Al Roker. They would they would take a bath in Al Roker's piss if he let them. Okay, so. Like, that's the thing. You've got to watch Al Roker because 80-year-old women like Al Roker. And they're the only ones that really watch TV that time of day. I want the new Al Roker, though. Doesn't he look weird that he's lost oh, weight? Oh, he's yeah. weird. He looks totally deflated. <laughs> and he kind of waddles, too. Oh, well, that, he has waddles. That's the, that's the weight loss thing. He he's a waddler. He's got a bunch of waddles under his... Yeah, he, he, he does. I like deflated. That's what those people... Like, good for you. You lost all the weight. But, I mean, you got, like, excess skin going on. I mean, well, what do you do with that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, I know you can get surgery and stuff, but... Well, it's kind of like, let's let's hand over the new guard, kind of like old Orvis did with old Sean, our buddy Sean Puffy Combs. I mean, it's time for them to hand over the new guy. Orvis has Puffy, Puff Daddy's with yeah, Orvis Yeah, but, I mean, now? all the stuff he does, he, he got... Doing the selfies after the Charleston uh, flood—it's uh, brutal. Okay. It's crap. It's brutal. Yeah. So if we could just write, uh, Jeff, if you could just write a letter to NBC for us. It's time. It's time. About Al Roker. Force the retirement. Um, Paul says it's over. Anything that works you over, Michael? There's a lot of things that work me over, Paul. You know that. I'm an easily excitable individual, but um, at the moment, I mean, uh, you know. Here, okay. Here's something that works me over, and this is this is some real first world problem stuff, and and I don't and I don't mean to sound ungrateful for the position that 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 the universe has put me into, where, you know, I have this problem. But here's here's what works me over: fall. Fall pisses me off. Fall. Fall. The season. The season. You of have a fall. problem with the season. Yeah, you know why I have a problem with it? Because it's too goddamn awesome. All right, and and here's here's where I'm getting at with this. All right, I I love fly fishing. Obviously, it's it's been a hobby, a passion of mine for a lot of years. I also enjoy hunting, and I've recently oh. picked hunting back up, uh, you know, bow hunting in particular, and, and I've put a lot of time and work into that this year. And I like football. All yeah. right, now those are three things. If you're not, you know, I don't know, alive, that happen in the fall, uh, best time. The best time to redfish around here, if you're not counting tail and tides, is the fall. The best time to deer hunt, well, the only time to deer hunt because there's a season and stuff, is in the fall. And football really only comes around in the fall slash winter if your team's real good, which Dallas Cowboys haven't seen January, and I don't know how long. Ooh. Oh, anyway. we were almost winning the NFC division anyway. Eight no. Eight no. I'm sorry. Keep pounding. Anyway, all right. Three so, players out. But my but big problem is, like, I find myself sitting in a deer stand pissed off. 
pissed off, like just angry because I'm mad at myself because I'm not fishing. And then I take a day off from deer hunting to go fishing, and I find myself on the water pissed off because I'm fishing and not deer hunting. Now, you ask, you should say, well, you should be lucky to do it. Yeah, screw you, okay? I, I, I want to do it all. I need to be retired and win the lotto, and I need some deer hunting land on the intercoastal waterway is what I really need so that I can hunt in the morning, go get in my boat, fish during the downtime, and then come back and hunt so, in the afternoon. So three good things work you over. They, they piss me off because I really need them spread out. I mean, if the universe was fair, they'd be spread out so I could partake in each one in its own time. I thought you were going to talk about like how when you ask for one ketchup at McDonald's, they give you four, but when you ask for a bunch, they only give you one. Yeah, I don't ever ask for ketchup over. at McDonald's. I, that I'm, works right. I hate well, what if you ask for a, like a bunch of barbecue sauce, they give you one, but you ask for one and they give you four? Yeah, that could be pissy. Will, you got anything that works you over, buddy? Um, so not today. Not today. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm leaving to go to Costa Rica tomorrow. So what? excited you about that. I didn't, how did I not know this? Dun, 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 Just dun, saving dun. that. Going to be gone next week. So, uh, Costa Rica. Yes, Costa Rica. Will Abbott in Costa Rica. Yes, yes. Yeah. Got my, back to my uh, bikini bikini weight. I went to Europe Thank once. Have, you, have nice. you been working on that bikini? Oh, working so hard. Manscaping that. <laughs> Manscaping is rough a little bit. Yeah. Uh, two for one at Arby's. Everything. That thing. God, that thing. Uh, I hadn't seen no Will having a mankini in so long. So what, tell us about what you're all going to do, Will. I know we talked about it a little bit. But I have no idea. I'm going to try to do as least as possible. Um, you're going to go that far to do as least as possible. Yes. I don't think that's how you yeah, do it. Um, Penny's not going to have that. No, well, your wife, I think she's your wife that is Because we have an 18-month-old, and I think the He's only going thing, to? No. But I think the <laughs> only thing that we want to do is sleep late and be able to make our own schedule and stay up to 4 in the morning if we want to. And which saying, you won't. Which you won't. Which we won't. There's no way I'm you're going to be able to. I, four. I, I, I say that all the time. I'm like, I can stay up all night if I want to. Yeah. But no. <clears throat> yeah. I'll go to bed at 10, probably. I mean, yeah. full of rum. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So but uh, I got no problem. Except um, the only thing that really uh, grinds my gears, yeah. as you might say, Kay. is people that drive in the fucking fast lane that go 20 miles below the speed limit. That's a famous one. Cannot stand that. Yeah, that's classic. You would think these people that have heard that so many times, they would just wouldn't do yeah. it anymore. Well, you think they think it's a luxury lane or well, something. Well, but the same token, though, I'm the guy, like, when I'm traveling, I'll be in the fast lane. I'll be running, all right, so speed limit's 70. I run 79, right, which is uh, the acceptable don't pull me it's over It's in speed. the gray area. It's yeah. in that gray area. But I'm speeding, all right? I am going above what I'm supposed to be doing. So when you fly up them and like run up my ass doing 95 or 105, I don't really feel bad for holding you up because I'm already speeding. Like, where's the great? Where's the? Agreed. They need to slow down a little bit. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, I don't. I try to get out of the way, but like, I, I hate when people get impatient and shit. And I'm like, hey man, um, I'm doing 80 miles an hour in a 70 basically, because I'm pretty sure my speedometer doesn't work that well, and you're getting mad because you're not gonna be allowed to do 120. Like. I'm actually helping you right now. I'm keeping you from, you know, having to ride the bus from now on at 45 on the interstate because you're gonna lose your license. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get that. So I don't know how we got off on this. this is a terrible. Well, topic. no, well, I mean th- we were just talking about things that pisses us off. Yeah. And I think we're gonna go into our gear review. I think he just got in the did, office. Did we get, uh, what's his at? name again? Did he just pull up. What's his name? Chip. Oh, Scoop Tanahan. Scoop Tanahan. Yeah, Scoop. get him yeah. in here. Get oh, him in here. Let me just. Come on here, Scoop. Scoop, where you at? Scoop. 
Hey, hey, boys, hi. Hey, Scoop. Hey, uh, Scoop. Scoop. Hi, how you doing? How's the broadcast going? Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's good. How was the drive-in? No, oh, it's perfect, perfect. Uh, just stayed in the fast lane the whole time. Just, ah. just <laughs> taking it easy and getting here, you know. So how fast are you driving that fast lane, Scoop? Oh, about 35. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Will, good thing Will in the other room, man. He was just talking. He hates that shit. Yeah. Uh, so, so, Scoop, so you've been reviewing product gear reviews for a long time. Yeah, mainly in the southeast. Uh, f- just fly fishing, or do you kind of work work the whole the whole gamut? I kind of work the whole gamut, you know. Uh, do a lot of reviews for the high hats down in A Town, you know. Uh, I to do a lot of work for the people down here in the good people of Charleston, and I uh, just want to make sure we give the fine re- fine people reviews of their products. Okay, well, so what? Who is the sponsor you're going to be reviewing the gear for today? Well, today we're looking at the Reddington Willow River Waders for women. <laughs> Ooh, yes, Ooh, yes, yes, yes. We do so have a. We probably like have. This? I think. 0.03% of our audience is women. Yeah. yeah. But hey, Definitely. This is for them. we got to put it out. I hope the there's more. Multiple sizes and colors. You can get them in foam, rock, and medium, small, extra large, large, long, medium long. Foam can you rock. give us, wait, can, I, can, we, can we ask questions while you're doing this review? Sure. What's kind of your standard woman's size that would be like, say, a large? How does women's sizes work? Yeah, how do we measure that? That's a good question. I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, it's I'm been sorry. a while since I've been with a lady. <laughs> Good wait a minute, wait a minute to push any sore buttons there. Keep going, Chip. Yeah, that's okay. Well, skip, scoops. Skip, scoop. Yeah. I'm sorry. Chip's my brother. Oh, yeah, that's right. You guys look so <laughs> much alike. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, the Redditing Willow River Waders for women. Remember, the Willow River Waders are specifically designed for comfort and durability. Made from three-layer, waterproof, breathable, DWR-coated fabric, these waders feature reinforced needs for added durability and opposing buckles for easy conversion to weight-sized waders. A reinforced knees sound nice. That's, that's got to be a What's good What's that picture. for? Is that just for rocks and stuff? And such. <laughs> <laughs> they also feature high-density neoprene booties and fleece-line hand warmers for those cold days. Oh, you got to keep them hands warm. Flip out pockets with YKK zipper belt loops Nobody with waiting belt hands. included. <laughs> Integrated gravel guards with hook fleece line hand warmer pockets. Oh, you got to keep your fingers warm. I like it. That's nice. That's real nice. Yeah, it's brought to you by the fine people of Reddington. Uh-huh. Check them out. Reddington, made to fish. Oh. All right. <laughs> is that all you got for us, or is that just, are we, are we, for today, good? yes, that's all you paid me for. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, who who are you moving on to next? Uh, you got like another company you're going to be doing another show or anything today? Uh, not today. It's Friday. Going to be taking off a little early. All right, Scoop. Well, can we have you back next week? Maybe talk about something we're interested in, like a reel <laughs> or a rod or something? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay. Well, Chip, uh, Scoop Callahan, thank you. Yeah, thank Let's you. Scoop. See you, buddy. All right. Hey, wait, 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 where's the check? I'm sorry? The, the check. Get, we'll send it to you. It's in the mail. Oh, oh, it's in the mail. Oh, you yeah, got yeah, my yeah. address, right? Yeah, 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 yeah we're all good. Thanks, bud. Oh, okay. Yeah, have all a good one. All right, see ya. All right, that old Scoop Callahan. Uh, <laughs> wasn't the wasn't the best review uh, in the world as far as what we wanted, wanted to hear, but that guy's weird. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Lied. I mean, he talks like it's like a whole thirties thing. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's having a hard time letting it go. All right, when we get back, we're gonna call uh, Southern Culture on the flies. Uh, left, I guess he'd be the left brain of the project, like, or right? Do they have? Uh, yeah, well, assuming does they he have, have a brain? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Assume <laughs> the if, no there was, if there was a brain, uh, yeah, so maybe. David Grossman. All right, we'll be right back.
person to talk to, someone who cared to love. Could it be you? Could it be you? Situation gets rough, then I start to panic. It's not what enough. makes a dog and it's a frog on log in a bar? Funds and eat alphabets. What makes a duck in a truck that's stuck? Funds and eat alphabets. A complete breakfast with alphabets is nutritious. Every little letter is A, B, C, D, A, B, C, delicious. What makes a box full of rocks and a box with socks on his furry feet? Funds and eat alphabets. Alphabet cereal. Hi, it's Barbara Reddy. I think you have time for a bite. Your kitchen is thick and rich. Doesn't your mom buy you Heinz? No. Why? Just taste it. Got through the workout when you go see him live. I I have never seen him live. I, it's um high on my list. Though. Got to see him a couple times in Atlanta. They're awesome. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, I've, everything I've heard has been nothing but good things. So Trample by Turtles. Maybe they'll come play at the studio one day. We could get them in here. We could do. In we the, got a uh, studio. We do have a studio. It's in the studio. back. Studio. It's also known as our shower, but it would totally work. It's got good acoustics. <laughs> good acoustics in that shower. All right. So uh, we're calling Grossman. That's what happened right now. Calling up David Grossman of let's, Southern Culture on the let's Fly. Uh, yeah, let's tell people what Southern Culture on the Fly is real quick. Well, it's an online magazine. Uh, we'll let Dave explain it. He'll yeah, we'll, tell us well, that's, that's a better idea. Let's ask Dave what Southern point. Culture on the Fly is. Let's let the man speak for his own product. Yeah, we got to get close to the close to the thing here. Hello, David Grossman. Will have it. How are you doing? And Paul. I'm good. How are you? And Mike. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Mike? <laughs> we're uh, we're calling you. We're on the radio show, buddy. Um, we just wanted to talk to you. So we just had a Paul asked a question, and he wanted us to answer it. But I want you to answer it. Uh, what is Southern Culture on the Fly? Tell uh, tell the people what you guys are, what you're about. Uh, well, Southern Culture on the Fly is a, a digital online magazine. Um, we're gonna actually start doing one print edition a year. But it's basically, you know, a journal for the southeast fly fishing scene, everything from cold water to salt water to bass and fresh water. So we try to cover, cover it all for the southeast. Oh, my word. Yeah, that sounds good. With a healthy dose of irreverence, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when's the next uh, issue coming out? Uh, well, usually it would be coming out in January, but we decided to push back all the issues one month. Um, we actually... You know, a lot of magazines wind up buying photography, stock photography, or 
using photos that don't actually go with the story. We try to, uh, as much as possible, do all the content within the time period between magazines. So when we used to do that, we used to come out in January, a little bit hard to get winter content because all we had was December to get winter stuff. So we decided to push everything back one month, give us an extra month of the season to get content together. So we will be coming out mid-February. And uh, since we got an extra month off, we're going to, which we haven't had before in the four years we've been doing this, we're going to take that extra time to start putting together the print issue that will be coming out hopefully next fall, just in time for Christmas, either on a subscription or your favorite fly shop in the cell. Hey, uh, David, uh, this is Paul Puckett here. How are you? I'm good, Paul Puckett. How are you oh, doing? I'm good. Fine, thank you. <laughs> Got a little question. By the way, this is the most formal any of you have ever been with me. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, we're trying to be professional here, Dave. Um, uh, yeah. All right, well, thanks, man. We'll, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> well, that, that's all we got. Uh, since I know it, a lot of people probably don't know, but your partner, Steve Seinberg, uh, does the magazine with you. And I know recently he moved to Florida. He used to be in Asheville where you guys are located. Is that, has that helped the magazine, having that broader sense of, uh, I guess, fishing locations? Yeah, uh, so Steve and I met about five years ago when I was working at the fly shop. He used to come in, and I used to peddle my wares to him. Um, but we, we kind of, we between my writing and his art, photography, and layout skills, we kinda, it was kind of a perfect marriage, so to speak. And I'd say marriage, my, I think both of our wives would probably back that one up. Uh, <laughs> that was our first date. <laughs> I've been up here for about 10 years. He's originally from Florida. Decided to move back there with his family this year. Um, that whole Florida fishing scene's crazy, you know. And living up here in the mountains, you don't really, unless you're down there a lot, you really don't understand how fanatical those dudes are about fly fishing in Florida. And it was a whole scene that we weren't really, you know, we did we did saltwater content down in the Keys, but we weren't really plugged into that scene. With uh, with Steve being down there, man, it's uh, it's kind of opened up a whole whole new audience of readers to us. And we really do try to keep a good balance between, you know, trout, salt water, and all kinds of freshwater stuff, off-species carp, muskie, smallmouth. But uh, with Steve living there and living five minutes from the boat ramp and a year-round tarpon fishery, winter red fishery, we definitely, I think, stepped up our uh, saltwater game. Um, I say us, my saltwater game has gone nowhere. I still suck at saltwater fishing. <laughs> As evidenced by any time I've been on a boat with any of y'all. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so it's a lot easier for us to get saltwater content now out of Florida, which is cool. And I'm going down there for a week. Uh, no more 15-hour drives to the Keys. I can uh, fly into Orlando and have Steve pick me up and make a quick jaunt down for tarpon from there. So it's really worked out best for me, no, yeah. I think. And, and that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and in a partnership, you got to get something I mean, out of it. That's what stuff's all about, me. So. <laughs> well, you mentioned you mentioned that Steve, uh, Steve with his art and and, uh, and stuff, and then you brought in the writing, and I, and I've read a lot of your writing, and, and the people that haven't read Scoff, they should. Uh, the editor's notes in the beginning and some of the pieces you write are great. I love reading you, um, and and you guys have been kind enough to put a few of my pieces in there, uh, which just tells me you're some sort of literary masochist. But that's beside the point. <laughs> what I would like you to do is, if for guys out there that are listening to this that, that might like to write or or have written things and and would like to submit them to a magazine like yours. Um, what what are some things you guys look for when you when you get submissions for a magazine? What are the kind of like 
What are the Dave Grossman do's and don'ts? What are the things you're looking for to put something in that magazine? In other words, how do you, from the writing standpoint, how, how do you go about picking, you know, what kind of message you want to send out there? Uh, uh, right. You know, um, I mean, it, it kind of it goes on a, to, to a couple different things. Um, you know, I always like when folks uh, check in with it, check in with me as the editor and ask for what our guidelines are, you know. Because we're digital, we don't tend to do, like, thousands, like, 5,000-word essays. We try to keep it short for the attention span for the folks out there these days. Um, so, you know, it, when I get a 3,000-word essay, it's going to be hard for me to publish in our magazine because we just don't do 3,000-word essays. And I always feel bad for the dude that wrote it because, you know, it might be a good essay, but if he would have just asked first, you know, he could have honed it down to something that fits our style a little bit more. Um, but as far as the writing goes, man, you know, I – I get asked this a decent bit, and I, I don't consider myself like a good like a good writer in the classic sense. Um, my background was more like business writing and academic writing, and I was good at that. And then uh, the best advice I ever got was from my wife, who's a writer, and she's like, you know, you're kind of funny. You should just write like you talk. And uh, I know it sounds silly, but like having your voice come through in your writing, I think, is the most important thing. And what I see a lot of guys doing is, you know, and we all do it is like, so we try to Hello, Dave. <laughs> do you do that well? I think we lost you. Know, it always there. rings truer and it always reads better if it feels like I'm having a conversation with you when I'm reading your writing. You know? And that's uh, what I, uh, you know, I think you all, you guys know me. Like, I think if you read, if you read what I write, it's kind of like sitting at the bar having a beer with me. It's not much different. You know, I'm not putting on errors or anything else. Yeah, especially the editor's note. I mean, if you yeah. want, read one thing in the magazine, you got to read the editor's Hands note. Hands down, my and favorite the, part of the whole magazine. And then I just rock the pictures. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I always look for that Paul Puckett back page. Though. Yeah, unless yeah the, the, back, the back page ain't too shabby. Paul would actually do more of my ideas. Sometimes, <laughs> you know? I, thought, I thought we were a creative collaboration, and I just get mixed a lot. Well, I procrastinated the last couple, so let's uh, let's really come out strong on this next one. It's been my fault. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I fully blame you, so at least we agree on that. Well, tell us about what you're wearing and what you're doing the rest of the day. <laughs> let's see. Um, I actually took the day off yesterday to go float to South Holston, so I am hard at work today. I am uh, packaging up all kinds of soft flag that I've been slacking on shipping to find folks out there that have ordered it from the interweb. Uh, yeah, I, what's your website address? What uh, uh, we're at southerncultureonthefly.com, and we have a full array of swag there that is available for purchase. Um, Good stuff. But uh, I'm editing pictures from yesterday. Uh, i got to go by the bank and deposit a check. Uh, I gotta go by the grocery store and buy beer for the weekend. Ooh, oh, that's important. You, well, don't be honest, beer. Dave. The check, the check is only to buy the beer. That's it, right? <laughs> yeah, it, pretty much. And, <laughs> in case any of our advertisers are out there, I would like to inform them of a new policy that we will only accept like the big check that like golfers win at tournaments <laughs> from now on for all. <laughs> that is good. That is good. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to make a fort out of money. M made out to fly fishing? Exactly. Yeah, just made out to fly <laughs> exactly. fishing. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, no, and then we're doing, we're actually going out and pressing some flesh this winter on the show circuit. So we're trying to get all our stuff ready. we got a bunch of shows coming up this winter, uh, kicking off with the Western North Carolina Fly Fishing Expo right here in our hometown. Yeah, um, what's the so, date on that, by the way? 
Uh, it's December 4th and 5th, Friday afternoon, Saturday. And then My I, God, believe, I, knew that. I, I believe if all goes correctly, we are hosting a uh, Pig Farm Inc. Ironfly at our downtown Asheville Scott offices oh, uh, after the show. It's, it's going down at, so. at your house, basically? The old studio. Studio yeah, loft. Basically. Oh, you you got to go. If, if you I'm get a chance my, to go, you got to go just to the, the loft. I'm the family, the in-laws, and I'm taking oh, it at least, at least 20 delinquent homeless people. Oh, nice. Mm, that's good. good that time. adds a little spice to the event. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Dave, so, we're going to let you get back to fishing. What's going on in the sports line office huh? today? Well, let's not get rid of him, too. Oh, no, I'm not going to run him off. I, I just thought he was – okay. No, we're just doing this, trying to put out some orders, too, and uh, getting ready, putting out all the fall stuff. It's doing real well. Getting ready for spring. we got a lot of big stuff coming up for spring. Mm. So Legree shirt yeah. series. No uh, no time yeah, for fishing. Yeah, there you go. That's right. You know, I actually got emailed by a kid in Knoxville the other day telling me that he was a flood tide college ambassador and wondering if we offered ambassadorships with Southern culture on the fly. Well, there you go. Well, we, I had to, I had to inform him that I am also a flood tide ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> like a little cross branding there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But you're pro though. You know? So he's in college. He's in college. You're full, you're full blown pro. Like we, we drafted you out of college. Well, we definitely, uh, Which pretty much, I mean, it pretty much means I get to treat him like a pledge whenever I see exactly. him. Exactly, exactly. Oh, of course. Like make him clean the toilet, you know, <laughs> rub my feet. Tell us, about your, tell us about your intern, Alan. Is he still technically an intern? Yes, our precocious intern, Alan. He is, uh, he is now on probationary staff, which probationary staff would be a title. Uh, no, but he, uh, he's handling our freshwater side of our Instagram. Um because Steve is in Florida, we are trying not to become a saltwater company. And young Alan gets to fish a lot more than I do with a lot less responsibility. I'm so telling you. Us out with our freshwater Instagram stuff, a fine budding photographer himself. So. All right. Well, cool, man. Um, well, we appreciate the, uh, the time that you took out of your strenuous yeah, day. Are you going to yeah. fish today? You said you were going fishing. Uh, I fished yesterday, actually. I floated the South Holston with a couple of buddies on their day off of guiding. So cool. It was, uh, it was a good day to be out. I am currently boatless, so I'm relying on the goodwill of others nice. to take me fishing where I want to go fishing. Yeah, when is the new boat coming along? Well, I got, uh, the, I got, I'm restoring an early 80s South Fork skiff drift boat, and uh, that should be done in a couple weeks, and I've been saying – a couple weeks now for at least three months. Uh, and then I had a uh, unfortunate accident with a jet boat of mine, and uh, I am redoing an old John boat to put the jet boat motor on, and uh, that should hopefully be done by, uh, let's see, January is what I'm shooting for on that. Dave, a quick question. What is, and uh, yeah. we know the answer to this, but for everybody or nobody that's listening out there, um, <laughs> What is the most interesting thing you've ever found on the river? <laughs> this is an excellent story. Uh, last spring on the Pigeon River, in uh, right out, right across the border in Tennessee, I, uh, a couple of buddies and me were floating the Pigeon for smallmouth and had pulled off into a little back slough. And I was enjoying a cold cocktail and look over to my right, and there just happened to be a prosthetic leg <laughs> right there. <laughs> Perched in the tree like it was 
Like it was meant for me. It was in a, tr- <laughs> it was in a tree? And, uh, <laughs> after, after, after much debate with my buddies, uh, I had to convince them that no one was coming back for that leg. <laughs> because no one really leaves the river and forgets their leg. That's you know, kind of a hard thing to forget. I convinced them to let me take it home. And uh, oh. I, had, I had grand plans for that leg. Uh, there were lamps, smoking apparatuses. <laughs> being peppered around. Um, but my wife, who is a much better person than me, uh, actually tracked down the owner of the leg oh, wait, a how year did, after he lost it on Craigslist. How yeah. does one go? Uh, are you serious? You put a Craigslist out for, out for a one-legged man missing My his wife leg. put out a Craigslist ad. I'll send it to you, Mike. That's <laughs> <effing> hilarious. <laughs> did, did anyone lose a leg on the Pigeon River? My husband found one. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. And I, and I crap you not, fellas, a dude named Ewok, who was a <laughs> rafting guy for USA Raft over there. Ewok called my wife and told him about his client who lost a leg a year before that. Uh, and they dragged the river for like a month looking for that leg. It was like a $20,000 leg. That oh, thing was wow. out the there for was, a year? Unclaimed? Yeah, man. They... they they were no, looking for that. I it was, can't feel it my showed legs. up like nine miles downstream from where the dude lost it in a raft. Oh, wow. That's incredible. And uh, so Ewok put me in touch with the rightful owner of the <laughs> Ewok <place>. Johnson <laughs> of uh, Pigeon River Outfitters. Uh, Ewok just happens to be Reba McIntyre of former Hunter Banks fame. Ewok was her neighbor. Oh, over not, in West Nashville. Small Nashville world. Was a small town. Yeah. It's a small world. Um, in the world of prosthetics. Yeah. But uh, oh, so the guy came money. up from South Carolina, got his leg, was super stoked about it. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I asked, he's like, how? Uh, I, he called me, he's like, so what kind of shape is the leg in? It's got to be pretty rough. <laughs> and of course, in my selfish thinking, I told him it was really rough. But I didn't know that. <laughs> You're not going to want this thing back. No, I'll keep it if you don't want it. Yeah, so he, I took a picture of it, sent it to him. And he sent the picture to his leg dude, and his leg dude said they could probably part it out. He's got a leg so dude. So he wound up taking back the leg. Well, I love how they're talking about a leg like it's an 83 Mercury Grand Marquis. <laughs> I'm going to part it out. <laughs> wait, wait. The foot, See, the I leg. Got these, I, I got I, these I, best Griffin Grin pictures of that leg, man. <laughs> I was all straight arms. I had the fish eye No elbows. That leg looked like it was like Paul Bunyan's leg. No elbows, force perspective. Check out at Southern Culture on the Fly on Instagram, right? Would they see it there? Check it yeah, out. Yeah, they'll see it up there. There's a there's a there's a whole blog post dedicated to the leg. <laughs> nice, awesome, awesome. All right. Well, thanks, buddy. Okay. We love you, Dave. Bye, Dave. David love Grossman. You see you, buddy. Old Grossman. There he was. Always entertainment. Always entertainment. Glad we got him. Well, um, let's take it to one more little quick commercial. We're gonna come back. Do uh, end it with old Mike Benson rant. And uh, uh, they still don't tell me what I'm supposed to be mad about yet. They'll just poke me with a stick. We'll see what happens. All right, let's do it. Mamma mia, that's a, some piece of cut. Spicy meatballs, Jack. Sorry. Take 28. Out, Tony, and action. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Cut. 
The accent. Macy, Macy, Balsy, Balsy. Take 59. Then, action. Sometimes you eat more than you should. And when it's spicy besides, mama mia, do you need Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer can help unstuff you, relieve the acid indigestion, and help make you your old self again. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Uh, okay. Whiskey River, take my mind. Don't let a memory torture me. Whiskey River, don't run dry. Yeah, you're high, that's all I got to carry me. Whiskey River, take my mind. It is the part of the way. Don't let a memory touch anything gone. All right, well, we're reaching the end here. We're going to end this thing on Mike Benson. Bad idea, but I'm down. Let me tell you what's fun is to get old Benson hopped up on some some barley, barley pops. <laughs> yeah. And just say we'll one thing that you know that would just ignite him. <laughs> I haven't had any barley pops. I haven't slept in about twenty eight hours. Are you coming point. straight off a? Yeah, no, no bed for me, man. I went. I came straight off a twelve hour shift. Came over here, and we're now we're we're, we're doing the radio thing. So. Well, should we grab barley pop in there just for the end here? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Jeff. Hey, yeah, we got an intern. Get the in, hey, intern. Get me a beer. I wish he'd be more active. He's just sitting over here, just yeah, kind of watching. I guess we need to get him some headphones so he can listen to this stuff. Yeah, just for ambiance, I'll crack a I'll crack the old barley pop. It is Friday, and I haven't had a beer in about two weeks. Um, There's three in there, I think. Jeff, we'll get you one later. Hold on, hold on. Me and Jeff will split it. Okay. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can capture the magic here. Let's try it. I can't. Hold on. Oh, there it was. Son of a bitch. Oh, old chub. <laughs> Got stuck with the old chub. Oh, you can hear it. It's just popping. That's Friday. If you're not doing the same, I feel sorry for you. So since we kind of call this thing barely live, it basically means we have to upload it on the interwebs, and you'll hear it in about an hour. So when you hear those beer cracks, you'll probably just be excited. And just, know that, it's, and just know that it's before noon right now, So I think. so. But I want to talk to you, Michael. Okay, Do you well. have anything? I mean, I've got a subject matter that I think Michael would. <laughs> you got a whole I'm, list. I'm, my subject is beer right now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was another cruise light. <laughs> no, I got stuck with this so old there's job. This the old beer, job. There's, this, there's this beer in our fridge that literally you can't exterminate. It's like a cockroach. It's called the old chub. And I swear, reproducing. I swear we've thrown them out like three times. But um, and yeah, we've they definitely weren't in there. We've kitted around like no one will ever <laughs> drink the old chub, and Will just got stuck with it. <laughs> These Coors Lights are nice, though, Michael. Oh, yeah. I like a little... Mm, creamy. Sounds yeah. like a creamy beige. <laughs> creamy beige. All right, so Michael's a big fly tire and a rider. We forgot to say that earlier, and he discussed no. it, obviously, no. but I've written a bunch of stuff for Drake, Scoff, among others. Um, Michael, what do you think about crowded head wraps on flies? <laughs> well, you, oh, uh, God, <laughs> Paul Bucket. All right, all right. Flat okay. tying topic here. Yeah, so fly, let's just broaden it out a little bit. All right, I'm going I'm to make this a larger topic. Um, 
I'm flat tire. And I've been finding flats for a long time, and I love flat tying. And I love I love introducing flat tying to other people, and I like to see other people tying flies. And uh, I think it's a beautiful thing. What I don't uh, like to see are people tying flies shittily. Okay? Shittily. Shittily. That's a word. Yeah. I made shittily. it up. Don't worry about it. All right. So when I say that, I, I, I say it in the nicest possible way, but kind of mean. But I, I think somebody needs to be a dick to you occasionally. So, like, you shouldn't just come out of the gate and start trying to tie really complicated patterns and not know how to control your thread wraps, okay? If you can't control your thread wraps so that you don't end up with a quarter-inch fucking thread-wrapped head on the front of a fly, you might need to just take a step back, okay? One or two wraps. One or two, ra- one or two wraps will do it just fine. That's what I'm talking about. Like, if you, take your time. Learn to tie, okay? Start with one thing. Clouser minnow, right? Clouser minnow teach you a lot of things. Teach you thread control. Teach you how to seat uh, eyes on a hook properly. Teach you spacing on the eyes. It'll teach you how to manipulate bucktail which parts of the bucktail you need to cut to make the pattern look right all those little things when you get that right when you've taken the time to get that right and you get it down to where you have a nice slim head on it got a good profile everything's proportioned properly then you move on to something else more complicated you do not buy a fly tying kit and just automatically expect to come out and start tying i don't know uh tarpon toad or anything else you know you're not going to do it right because you don't understand how to do it And that's fine. You're not supposed to do it right. You're not supposed to do it right the first time. You're supposed to do it right the thousandth time you do it. But we live in a world of instant gratification and instant notification of everything that everybody does in their entire life. So I have to open up my Instagram and see this shit roll by (laughs) every day. Every day. And it's the most horrific excuse for a fly ever. And there's ten people on there saying, hey, man, that looks great. I can't wait to see if you fish it. Nothing's going to fucking eat it because it doesn't swim right because you didn't actually tie it properly. The hook's on the wrong side. The eyes are set way too far forward. It's going to sink like a rock tip first. You're never going to get it in front of anything. And it doesn't matter what pattern I'm talking about because I'm talking about all of them. I'm talking about every single pattern in the world right now. All right. Well, that was the... Uh, yeah. Sorry. You started this, Paul. <laughs> That's the beauty fault. of the rant that you can kind of cut it off because you start bringing some music back in there. I was getting mad. Like, I was starting to get hot there for a second. You cut it off at the right time. I saw the bowling point coming. Well, that does it for the Barely Live radio podcast thingy. Yeah. I hope to see you all next time. Did we do it? We did it. I guess it depends on what everyone said. Jeff, did we do it? Kind of. We did it. At least we're drinking old chubs and Coors Lights. Woo! All right, we're going to do this once a week. Maybe not next week because you'll be in Costa Rica. I'll be in Costa Rica killing it. Maybe Michael and I will just uh, I'll be here. Sit in for we you. may have somebody sit in. Have a guest, guest DJ. All right, folks. Thank you. See you next time.